92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Tutors, hi. <laughs> we are ready to celebrate here, guys. This is episode six, and we are here, and it is summer, yes. and we're excited. How are you feeling, Tanya? You feeling excited? Oh, I'm feeling good. So, hey, guys, you can't see me because you're listening on the Spotify or Apple Podcasts or what have you, but I am wearing my Fiesta crown today. It yeah, is the last day of Fiesta in San Antonio, and so I am feeling very celebratory. And I'm very happy that um, we were able to uh, experience some of our traditional Fiesta events this past week. Um, it's great. And, uh, but I will be happy when it's during its normal time, which is usually around Easter because it's not Africa hot. So this week, no joke, but hey, hung in there like a pro. Um, you know, it's been a year since we've had Fiesta. And for those that don't know what Fiesta is, Fiesta is San Antonio's Mardi Gras. It is normally a two-week celebration. But due to COVID, it was postponed until June. So, of course, all of the events didn't happen. But, hey, something is better than nothing. And I am wearing my crown, which is something that you will always see the ladies wearing and the guys um, at all of the events. It's one of the signature uh, get-ups. So I am in a great mood today. It's a beautiful flower crown for those ribbons, for those who are not watching on YouTube. And yes. uh, it's really, it's going to help us celebrate what is a very celebratory episode in more ways than one. Absolutely. I'm feeling celebratory in one way because, you know, concerts are back, which talk about, you know, we've talked about like, what's our baseline normalcy? What does that look like for us? Mm -hmm. And one of those for me is definitely concerts. I'd had kind of a running bet with a friend that uh, there wouldn't be a normal show around here in LA until at least the fall. And I think that uh, we're wrong about that, thankfully. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited about that. And I uh, paid yesterday more Mm -hmm. than I believe I've ever paid for a show. um, Really? For next month. And it's because I'm concert starved. I've seen them before. Um, Uh They put on a, a great show. But I'm concert star, and I was like very happily forking over this money okay. <laughs> to go see. I didn't even think about it. Um, do you want to? Do you want to guess who it was? Because uh, I've seen them, I believe, twice, and we saw them. I, I'm almost positive we saw them once together. I'm gonna guess it's Foo Fighters. Holy crap! Good yeah. job. Look at nice me. Work. Look at me. Heck, nice work. I know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So where are you gonna see Mr. Girl at? Where is he playing? Nice work. Um, he's playing the Forum, which is a pretty big venue, which is also just really exciting. Um, I was even considering going to um, Madison Square Garden. When we say MSG, guys, by the Mm -hmm. way, that's what we're referring to. Considering going to MSG, you see them because, God, I just heard that show was amazing. But I will say Mm -hmm. mid-pandemic last year in the middle of all this, I was like, man, you know, it would be the best first concert to go back to, first Mm post-COVID concert to go back to would be the Foo Fighters. Because I was like, man, talk about somebody who's like, I'm going to put on a life-affirming show. Right. It's yeah. damn Dave Grohl. 
mm-hmm. who's going to put on that show. Uh, so I'm pretty, pretty effing thrilled. Yeah. About it. Um, and I remember, I think we saw them 2005. Okay. Arena. It was the basketball arena. So it's where the, okay. the Nets used to play. And they were playing with Weezer. And, um, yeah, they played with Weezer. And My you and sucks. Lucy went up to the front. Because um, Lucy had an extra floor ticket, something like that. And I stayed I in the seats. Being, so, yeah, that was a show. I remember being so close. I remember being so close. Um, yeah. I think we took the train. Yeah. And we being so show. close to the stage for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, maybe because I can't learn my lesson. If you guys go back a couple episodes and hear when I was almost trampled at the audio slave show. Uh, but I remember I was like so close for that show and it was so good. Uh, that's yeah. what my memory tells me anyway. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that as being a hell of a show, but I do. Oh yeah. Awesome. Foo Fighters always puts on a good show. Um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Puts on a yeah, crazy absolutely. ass show. So was, fills that yeah. arena, plays to the back. Well, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I will say this. I saw Foo Fighters in New York. I've seen them a lot of times, tons of times. I saw them. First time I saw them was with uh, the Breeders in San Antonio at the Live Oak Civic Center, which is now defunct. And that was pretty cool because that was during their first album and nobody knew who the hell they were. They did. Oh, that's the guy from Nirvana, you know? And that was Damn, awesome. their first album. Um, wow. I love, like, I, I love their first album. Still my favorite. And, um, yeah, I've seen them too many times to count. So definitely the most memorable, there's actually three. It was, um, that first show that I saw back in 1990, it was probably 1997, um, when I saw them at the Lebo Civic Center. And then I saw them in Austin when they played with the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Frank Irwin Center. And that is when Dave Grohl ran through the crowd and Mm. I was able to high five him. And that was pretty cool. Nice. And that was nice. when we were in college. So that was like 2001, 2002. And then when I was living in New York, they were the music act for the SNL show, the one and only SNL show that I went to. That's and right. Yeah. And the cool see. thing, for sure, man. And the cool thing is, is that um, Dave Grohl waved at me. So we got clout, man. So check it out, y'all. Um, for those that probably haven't been to SNL, I'm sure this is not a common thing, right? Not everybody goes to SNL, got really lucky. Um, my, my buddy, Kathy had tickets. We went and the way that the studio is shaped, it's kind of like a funnel. And of course it's very intimate. There's not thousands of people there and Foo Fighters played their first set. And I just waved and he went backstage and immediately ran back and waved back at me. And everyone was like, Oh my God, oh, what yeah. did just waved at you. I'm like, yeah, dude, we're, we're, we're like buddies, man. We got clout. He remembers me from Austin. <laughs> So, um, yeah, anyway, Foo Fighters, that's awesome, though. It's going to be a great show. I know that MSG show was killer, and Dave Chappelle came out to sing Creep. How cool is that? He did. I know. I'm wondering, who will the special guests be? Um, Yeah. But, yeah, somebody who brings, like, that energy back is what I'm super excited about. For sure. Uh, You know what? Awesome about this, too, is that their next album – uh, Foo Fighters' next album coming out is actually, uh, what is it, the DGs? They're doing a tribute to the BGs. They're doing a disco album. And yeah, they're doing a disco album, which is really cool. And today we're talking about a disco band. So I think that's awesome, Stephanie. It all comes together. Um, it's Black Music Month, which is fantastic. Nothing but great artists um, to talk about. And today we are going to be talking about the one and only Cool in the Gang, one of my most yeah. favorite bands. Love them, love them, love them. And a bunch of other artists that played with them in one magical night in Coney Island. 
So I'm going to set that stage real quick. And uh, we have some really fun stuff for us to talk about. Um, and and actually, we have a special little giveaway that I'm going to let Myers introduce. I just want to say thanks for listening. And as a little token of our appreciation, today we have a little giveaway. Uh, it's a Cool in the Gang anti-anxiety adult coloring book. Woo! I want this thing. Yeah, I would like this. I would love to win this. Yes, so um, if you if you enjoy coloring books like I do, uh, this one yes. is literally a Cool in the Gang themed uh, coloring book. So we're going to uh, tell you what's at the end of the episode, you should be uh, listening for. So really, you need to listen really well during this episode. We'll let you know details at the end and how you can enter the contest. But well, that's exciting. what we got for you. Awesome. Very All right, fun. Top Tuners, let's go. Let's do this. This is great. I love me a good coloring book. All right. So <laughs> Steph's going to drop some cool in the gang knowledge. Go, Steph, go. I do got some knowledge. Uh, cool in the Gang, it's very, they're such a cool band, no pun intended, but they really are. Uh, they were formed by brothers, Robert Cool Bell and Ronald Bell, uh, all the way back in 1964. So they have truly been around a while. Let's say their first studio album, I believe, was 1971, but have been together since 1964. Um, over the years, wow. they've won. They're amazing. They're amazing. Um, they've won two Grammy Awards. They've won seven uh, AMAs and you know it's it's hard to underestimate their influence and how they really are all over the radio have permeated every part of kind of the cultural landscape just a ton of songs uh start with I mean celebration of course we'll talk about that uh mm -hmm. fresh uh get down on it jungle boogie cherish ladies night I'm a self-titled song it's an instrumental self-titled song um, I always personally love it when a band just references their own name in the song. <laughs> <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. Back Unless it's 311. Back. Oh, right. Yeah. I think it's hilarious when bands reference their own song. This one's instrumental, so it's okay. But anyway, I find that to be funny. Um, and I know we That's have great. fun associations from different different songs of theirs. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So cool in the game, man. Like I said earlier, one of my favorites, y'all. I am, this is funny. Um, as I start to get older, I realize how much I love disco music. I always have, but it's like, okay, yeah, we've talked about, you know, I'm a metalhead. Absolutely. But I can get down to some disco. And cool in the gang has always been on there. And the great thing about cool in the gang is that, you know, they're disco, they're funk, and, you know, RB. So, I grew up with, you know, listening to all those types of fantastic uh, music. So super excited to talk about them today. When I think about Jungle Boogie, I always think about Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that, that just comes right to my mind. I don't know if that if you have that uh, association stuff, but it, I have that for me. But uh, yeah, so Cool and the Gang, um, they're still touring. I hear they're coming to L.A., Stephanie. Is that true? They are still touring. Um, they're coming to the Hollywood Bowl, actually. It's the July 4th weekend. This episode's going to come out on June 30th, so this will be the following weekend. Um, they're still doing it, and they're coming out, awesome. so uh, check that out, because concerts are back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So the next concert I'm going to see is Lamb of God with Megadeth. I hate Megadeth. Sorry. I do. But I'm going to go see Lamb of God, which I'm really excited about. And I will get to see the Deftones as well. Um, they're, I was supposed to see them in 2020, but of course COVID happened. So 
that should be coming up in September. Those are the only two that I have right now. But to be honest, I haven't looked to see what who else is coming through SA. So who knows? I may even see the Food Fighters myself. We'll see. I don't even want to know what you paid for that ticket, but it'll be well worth it. For you sure. don't want to know. And yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> But let's talk about Cool in the Gang. So we're today we're focusing on celebration. Celebration is one of my favorite songs. And it actually reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart on February 7th of 1981 and held that position for two weeks before being ousted by Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. It remains the band's only number one hit. Guys, check it. My birthday is February 21st, 1981. And I really, when I found this out, I'm like, oh my God, this just makes so much sense. It was foreshadowing my life. I used to be an event planner. I love to celebrate. Celebration is just, I've always loved that song. So February 7th, I was two weeks away cooking in the womb and my mom was with a little baby Fenya on there, you know, dancing to celebrate. And then Dolly Parton came on my birthday, wiped it out. And I have been a slave to my job for, I don't even know how long. So I feel like nine to five is written for me. And oh my God. Oh my God. So it just, it just makes sense. And also y'all just got to share that because I asked, it's crazy. It's crazy. So nine to five was number one when I was born. And I swear to God, it's foreshadowing my career. But um, we'll save that for another time. No one needs to hear about that. Also, Celebration. I love this song, but it's also a song that I default to under stress. And one thing that I remember when Stephanie and I were living in New York is that we didn't, we weren't trying to pay for cabs to go everywhere. And so we would take the train after a late night of, you know, partying, going to a comedy show, a movie, whatever, you know, we were night owls. We lived it up and we, we sure did take the subway home back to Brooklyn and we'd be waiting for a lot of hours. So people think that New York doesn't sleep. New York sleeps and MTA sleeps and they go on all sorts of crazy schedules and we could be waiting for as long as 45 minutes for a train. And while we're on that platform, I'm here singing celebration because I'm under stress, but it makes me feel good. And we're doing good times. So I would just like to say thank you, Cool in the Game, because you've always kept me cool under stress. Um, I love that. And I recall how you would just be like, now I'm going to sing a song. Um, it's pretty great. I know. Um, good stuff. I know your household kind of disagrees on that song. I, yeah. So my husband hates the song. Like, I don't understand how or why. I don't get it. But he loves Huey Lewis and I don't care for him at all. So that is what it is. Teach their own. Love you, Jeff. Such a weird song to have hate for. Um, it's such a happy things. song, right? Yeah. Like, like why? To be like, oh, I hate that. It'd be like, oh, yeah, I actively hate the song. So I find that to be kind of funny. It's um, hilarious. I'm very, very entertained by that. Uh, and I'm also really entertained on how Celebration came about, the origins of the song. It originated from their lyric, uh, come on, let's all celebrate from their song, Ladies Night. And then that, oh. yeah, yeah. And you can't, God, who can beat Ladies Night? And uh, that inspired Robert Bell to write a song that he described as an international anthem. That's what he sees celebration as. So it's like, you know, it's such a <laughs> nice, like, how do you hate this song? It's just amazing. So uh, it's great and cool again. I'm over here doing mama snaps and dancing. Y'all remember mama snaps? I talked about that. During the Vegas episode. I mean, just thinking about cool in the gang, I can't even stand still. I'm like dancing. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. That's awesome. The international anthem. Yeah. So, you know, even tying back, I think about celebration. I always tie it to the subway, but I also think about my first um, event. So guys, I used to be an event planner and um, in New York, I worked for Susan G. Komen and I loved putting together um, the soundtrack for the race for the cure. That was one of my favorite things to do. And I remember putting celebration as the first song and I was like, yeah, because we need to get down. And so I think about, the run walk and celebration and how cool that was. Anyway, ah, cool in the game. Such, such a special band. So um, Steph and I went to go see Cool in the Gang, Bootsy Collins, and Morris Day in the Time. Okay, can I repeat that again? Cool in the Gang, Bootsy Collins, and Morris Day and the Time. What a fucking bill at Coney Island on August 12th of 2016. Coney Island is definitely a very special place for me and Stephanie. We have so many memories there, and it's actually my favorite place in the world. I absolutely love it. And of course, I'm not all that well-traveled, but I don't care. Nothing can beat Coney Island. Coney Island has just got it all for me. It's got the freaks. It's got the beach. It's got fun. It's got history. It's got the carnival. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and you know, Coney Island being a place, uh, for summer, definitely like a summer place to go for New Yorkers. Of course, um, they hold a lot of different shows. So Coney Island in 2016 had just opened a new amphitheater and that's where we saw this show. Um, but prior to that, they would put on uh, what was called Siren Fest, which would literally just be a stage in the middle of like between the Wonder Wheel and I don't even know the, the beat, another roller coaster or something. I don't even know. I don't even know. Aging brain. But regardless, they always had some type of really big music influence and party down in New York during the summer. And that was super fun. Um, and of course, this month, June, they had the Mermaid Festival. And for those that don't know what the Mermaid Festival is, it's basically a big parade where everybody's dressed in aquatic form. And it is so much fun. So much fun stuff. I mean, how much time, how much fun have we had at Coney Island? I mean, I can't, We've seen so many shows there. I was trying to go through and think of them, um, including kind of when they moved Siren Fest, from yeah. the boardwalk. Um, I think you're around. There's this, uh, it was a great summer series and it was, um, it's not in, it's not uh, right there in the boardwalk of everything else. It's about half mile away. Mm-hmm. And they had Blondie, Hollow Notes, um, all these free shows down there. And I feel like That's that one right. was a little lesser known. And I think you and I had gone to at least a couple. I know um, I'd gone to some of those. And I feel like it was kind of this uh, this series that not everybody knew about because the Central Park and Prospect Park shows were the ones that kind of got all the ink as far as like free summer shows. But it was a great series in Coney Island. Yes. And um, Coney Island's a great place to see music no matter where you are in Coney. It's just really cool, magical place. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm ready to book my ticket now. Let me see how Coney Island <laughs> theaters opening up. I want to go see a show. Right. Oh, goodness. But yeah, Scott, talk about, talk about the show. You have a really good story regarding um, <laughs> the yeah. shenanigans that went down at this funkadelic disco show. It's fun. Yeah. So uh, as Penny talks about, since it's cool in the gang, Bootsy Collins, more stay in the time uh, at Coney Island. It's 2016. Um, it's in the amphitheater. It's really, uh, it's kind of a cool spot. It's got shelter. Um, you're by the ocean. You get a nice breeze. Um, and for me, venue is important to see a show too, to enjoy it. So yes. uh, it was really nice to have this nice place. So uh, we're watching the show and everybody's just like 
really excited and happy because that's what Cool and the Gang inspires. Like, come on, like they created celebration. You know, people are like actively celebrating because they know what they're doing. Like they know how to play a crowd. They know how to play to the back row. Mm -hmm. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's having a great time. And it's really all demographics. I'd say all ages. Like it was really kind of everybody over there for Cool and the Gang. And everybody's just being like, get along. It's um, having a lot of fun. And then I guess somebody was having like too good a time um, because I look over uh, (laughs) in the crowd and there's kind of this scuffle as security like quickly makes his way towards this random dude in the crowd. And this like seemingly normal looking dude is like undoing his pants and decided like he's going to pee right there, like in the middle of the row. Like these are seats, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like in the middle of the row. And so like at this point, like security is basically tackling this guy like to their credit, saw it real fast, like tackling this guy and escorting him out. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine how obvious this must have been to see this shadow of this person doing something very clearly. I was like, Stephanie, you see that? Like what the hell's going on? But it's kind of funny because it's Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh my God. And everybody's seen worse Mm -hmm. uh, all the time. Everyone's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, why wouldn't you (laughs) decide to do this in the middle of a cool in the gang show? And so the funniest part too, is the New York response of like, as security like takes this guy away, like everyone's kind of like strangers are shrugging at each other and just kind of continuing to dance. Which yeah, is great it was like response. a shrug and move away from the urine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, well, we won't let this stop our dancing. So no, that was we just gotta very... we gotta walk, we gotta dance around the urine. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's like, yep, we're just gonna move over. There's some clean concrete over here. Yeah, I did not. No one skipped a beat. Cool in the game. Did not stop. The party did not stop. It was awesome. No, the party did not stop. Um, So they were the headliners. Hell no. That was, I think that I lost probably like 1,200 calories. I burned 1,200 calories because, girl, I was just gone the whole time. I was going for it. (laughs) You were like, Um, this is the time. And so Cool in the game was the Um, uh, headliners. And before they came on board, Morris Day. Uh, played the stage and oh man, I do love me some Morris Day, Morris Day in the time. Um, as we know, Morris Day in the time, or if you don't know, uh, this is Prince's one of Prince's many creations. He owned the band, he owned the rights. He he was the man behind uh, Morris Day. And Stephanie uh, found some really good info um, that Mr. Day shared with us. So please tell, do tell us, Steph. So this was like fascinating to learn. Uh, I guess Morris Day in the time created by Prince, was the only band Prince was ever afraid of. This is a Rolling Stone article that just came out. There's an interview with Morris Day. And uh, it was fascinating to kind of learn about. There's a little bit of rivalry. Prince, you know, notorious for creating different acts and then also, like, creating people's personalities. Uh, Look up Carmen Electra. He named people. Mm -hmm. Like, Prince is just Prince. Like, he just kind of did whatever the hell he wanted to do the only band Prince was ever afraid of. And uh, Morris Day went on to talk about, it's like he was very grueling rehearsing schedule for them, like had all this, they had food fights. And then I guess there was a couple shows where uh, they would open, of course, for Prince on the revolution. And uh, they, I guess they heard from audience members like, oh, Morris Day was tighter than Prince tonight. And Prince did not like that. And I guess there was some, yeah, uh, some animosity there, like a little bit of, uh, I, I don't know if they still 
got along after that, but uh, I know Prince was notorious for his um, his perfectionist. Right. He wanted things to be his way, and that's why he was a genius and all of that. But I thought that was pretty funny um, coming from them. My gosh, he was he, he felt intimidated by Morris Day. I mean, but guys, if you ever get the chance to see them, do it because they are pretty damn flawless. Um, I mean, bring the mirror, right? You know, you got Morris Day always trying to look in the mirror. He brings it because he wants to look good and be perfect. Um, actually, so, I have read that right before Prince passed, um, he was working on the album with Morris Day. So, um, yeah, they definitely kept that friendship. And so, um, Morris Day, um, paid tribute to Prince, um, at a, a tribute to Prince concert with, uh, what was it? Bruno Mars. Yes. Him and Bruno Mars. They performed some Prince songs together. Um, and, uh, you know, Morris Day is definitely a character. Uh, if you guys remember Purple Rain, he seems like a bit of a douchebag. Well, um, you know, the, that seems to, to play, uh, into real life, but, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I think it's, I think he's funny. I just see him as a character and just, just this character, not even a real person. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. That's fair. We were... So talk tuners, uh, Stephanie and I were talking before the show on just like uh, how we we have differing opinions on Elvis. This you may have heard yeah. in the last episode, go back to the Willie Nelson episode. Uh, we have like different differing opinions on Morris Day. Uh, Stephanie really likes him. Um, I am not a fan of the guy and maybe it's unfair. Um, Sam is like pretty misogynist. Um, and again, part of that's his purple rain persona. Um, but yeah. it's funny because it's like, we, uh, have these different folks that we have different opinions about. It'd be kind of funny to have a lightning round episode where we go through <laughs> different acts and we each say yay or nay and talk about why, but, um, Oh yeah, funny. no. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. We totally should do that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's interesting. Um, cause I'm cool with it, you know, but, uh, yeah. And, and, Guys, I'm a feminist, and I, I, I am, but I just like Morris Day. It is what it is. Um, but enough about him. He's taking too much of our time. He needs to go look back in the mirror. Let's talk about Bootsy Collins. So Bootsy Collins actually opened up the show. Oh, my God. What a genius yeah, Bootsy, Collins Bootsy Collins is. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, this is probably about the second or third time that I saw him. First time I saw him, uh, well, excuse me. No, this was the second time. I saw him at ACL Live in 2011. I actually have a picture with Mr. Bootsy. Um, he was totally cool. It was um, it was like a Guitar God concert. Johnny Lang was there. You had Los Lobos there as well. It was so much fun. Um, and uh, Bootsy Collins is from Cincinnati, and he's a Bengals fan like me. So anyway, side bit. But Steph, you've seen him as well. Um, tell him about your experience. Yeah. Um, so of course, Bootsy, you know, uh, started his career with James Brown. Um, and then of course, uh, Parliament Funkadelic, Bootsy yep. Collins this guy. If you see him, he's known for his sense of style too, as far as his music. Uh, but he's a national treasure. He's amazing. Um, I did get to see George Clinton play, um, deeper in Brooklyn. Also these summer shows, these summer New York outdoor shows are amazing. So mm -hmm. if you've ever seen George Clinton play, like he's yes. incredible. So it was Parliament George Clinton. Uh, Bootsy was there. It was really, really a cool show. And I mean, these guys have seen everything too. And they're still out there and they yeah. know touring is just really important for them. And it's important for them to be in front of their fans. And they always say that. So I think that's 
really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I saw George Clinton at a crawfish festival in Buda. Oh, yeah, funny. it was very random, but it was awesome though. Like everyone was just throwing their crawfish in the air and just dancing. It was good times. Um, yeah, I mean, I can again. I say this pretty much every episode, but we are so fortunate to see such great acts that are such a big part of the rock and roll community. And just, you know, oh my gosh, these are legends, Stephanie. Like, yeah, totally. Wow. Holy shit. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so I'm getting all excited over here. But yeah, I definitely have to post that picture of me and Bootsy Collins. Um, it was fun times. He was a nice dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something about disco, man. Anytime if I'm in a bad mood, um, I'll put on some disco. I'll put on some Cool in the Gang and just, you know, shrug it off. Deep breath, yeah. shrug it off and do the mama snaps. It'll be all Shake right. Shake it off, you know? Yeah, Shake it off. For real. And I'm looking forward to the Foo Fighters uh, disco album. Let's see how this is. So, yeah. <laughs> disco forever. Oh, hard same. <laughs> hard same. Like, that's going to be real interesting. And now's the time, you know, now's the time to get back to those shows. So, exactly. uh, so that's going to be really, really fun. So as far as, you know, thinking about what's coming down stuff, are you planning to see Cole and the Gang when they come in July? Are you going to be able to make it to that show? I'm not sure if I'm going to be able um, to make it to that particular one. Uh, and it's funny too, because the LA shows that have now come back, they get sold out really quickly. So mm -hmm. in the Foo Fighters show, uh, it was sold out in less than 24 hours. We had to go to stuff yeah. up and yeah. get those tickets, which it. is of course mm -hmm. why they're, you know, they're like, we'll yeah. charge whatever the hell we want to. So that was, yeah. was what it was, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. And this one's, you know, they're playing the Hollywood Bowl and the Hollywood Bowl is a treasured institution here in L.A. So uh, Cool and Gang fans are in for a real cool. treat, I think. Right on, right on. Well, I really want to know what our listeners, what their favorite Cool and the Gang song is. So, um, you know, I love Celebration. Stephanie, you love? <laughs> well, my favorite of all time is the semi-underrated 1984 song, Cherish. Um, song. There's seagulls in the middle of it, which mm -hmm. can you say that for another top 40 hit? They're just like, let's have some seagulls. Um, <laughs> and then also includes the relatively dark line. Uh, if you receive your calling before I awake, will I make it through the night? It's pretty dark. Um, thank you, Cool and the yeah. Gang. It's kind of hilarious when you think about it. Um, but I appreciate it. The genuine way, even though it's like, wow, guys, all right. This is, a, this is kind of a different song. So anyway... Those are our... That's what we're doing. But that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. And those are our personal things. <laughs> I mean, when you listen to that song, like I totally didn't even realize it had this little dark tone to it. Because when I listen to the song, I just think it's a good jam. It's an R&B. I'm like, cherish the love we have. I'm like, yeah. Cherish the love we Oh. You're like, let's cherish it. What are okay, we doing? I need to stop. I need right? to stop. But that's awesome because I really haven't dived into the lyrics. So pretty funny how um, artists can do that, right? You're just thinking, you're all singing and having a good old time and they're really singing about something dark. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, oh, it. okay. So this is about <laughs> his girlfriend might die overnight. And that's cool, guys, but genuinely love it. And good 80s, kind of uh, prime 80s cool in the gang, I would say. So that takes it all back because, you know, we talked about our giveaway today. If you want to win this Cool the Gang uh, anti-anxiety coloring book, uh, you know, you need to reach out to us and tell us what are our favorite 
personal Cool in the Gang songs? What did you just hear in this episode? You can email us at stephaniestalktunes at gmail.com, or you could reach out to us with the answer on any of our social platforms at Stephanie's Talk Tunes on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or just Stephanie's Talk on Twitter uh, with your answer. Um, if we have more than one correct answer, we'll draw the winner and then we'll announce uh, the winner on the next episode. Awesome. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. This is cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from you talk tuners and um, yeah, there's a lot to celebrate right now, guys. So I'm going to start my celebration. Like I said, it's the last day of Fiesta in San Antonio. So I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys. Reach out to us in time. Peace. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.